welcome to the Nerd Party. A Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. And Jessica's wearing the merch. I am. I'm wearing my Welcome to Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast shirt. That's right. Available only at Redbubble. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if it's still available. But yes, uh, the Nerd Party does have a Redbubble store. It's still up. But anyway, um, today we're going to be talking, um, I don't know, it might be a short talk, but we're going to be talking about some... Doctor Who adjacent things. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Quit finishing my sandwiches. (laughs) So, of course, no new Doctor Who. We don't know when there's going to be any new Doctor Who. Um, But hopefully sometime this year, probably the fall, we hope. So, but until then... um, We're going to find other ways to entertain you. Exactly. And that's to talk about another series starring an actor who played the Doctor, David Tennant, who, of course, has done many, many things. But perhaps a little breakout um, piece that he did during the quarantine was staged. Yes. Uh, Now we're just going to be talking about Series 1, because that's all we've seen. We look forward to watching Series 2 here in America. It's on Hulu, which we've recently gotten access to. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes we have. Yes. Um, But of course, um, stage starring, I don't know what order to put it in. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the billing? Uh, uh, well, let's start with Georgia Tennant. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, but of course, David Tennant with Michael Sheen. Or? Michael Sheen starring David Tennant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard both. Yeah. Um, also starring their respective wives, Georgia Tennant and Anda Lundberg. And also starring Simon Evans and Lucy Eaton, uh, real life brother and sister, who also yes. portray brother and sister. And um, for those who haven't seen it, we're going to talk all about and spoil everything, but you should watch it if you haven't. And uh, I think the the premise is interesting for one, and I just learned this just doing the research like an hour ago. Simon, who plays the director of the play, Mm so-called play, literally directed and wrote Staged. Oh, I think I knew that. Yeah. And so I just, the meta stuff that goes on throughout all this, I think is very funny. Yes. Well, I think the whole thing Mm -hmm. of playing ourselves ish mm-hmm. um which they're all doing um simon evans and lucy eaton play brother and sister they are brother and sister um and yeah whether whether that was i mean of course because the entire show was built around this quarantine you get this, these are the people that we can quarantine with. Mm-hmm. And so they're the ones that are going to be in the show. <laughs> and of course, I guess, um, I don't know if they have a, a, a previous uh, relationship, but of course, David and Michael very uh, obviously uh, got to know each other well in Good Omens. Yes. Um, and so that was sort of, that was very, I don't know, people who've seen it, I've seen it. Um, and we we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they that definitely had a, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better word, and this probably make it a stupid way to call it, but their bromances seem very, you know, obvious, or at least I think the fans have reacted to those characters. Um, oh, yeah. There's a lot of fan fiction, <laughs> I think. Uh, I haven't looked at any of it, mm-hmm. but I know it's there. Sure. 
So um, add in Benedict Cumberbatch at the end. There you go. You know, these things happen. Um, so the premise, for those who don't know, is that, um, as Jessica was saying, that uh, David and Michael are, well, David, uh, is approached to, to uh, get ready for a play um, and rehearse the play um, while there's quarantine going on. Just do it over Zoom. I don't know. Actually, they say the word Zoom. But anyway, whatever they use. And um, and that's sort of the premise. We're just going to rehearse the show. And that way, when the theaters open up, boom, we're ready. We'll be the first out of the gate. And, of course, Michael Sheen is brought in um, as his second, though not necessarily the first second. Um, <laughs> and do you know the, the actual play they're doing? Vaguely. Uh, Six Characters in Search of an Author author uh, by Luigi Pirandello. I, I am vaguely familiar with it. Okay. Yes. And Tell me your vagueness. That I mean, it does what it says on the team. There's two actors. <laughs> no, there. I think that there are ultimately six actors. Oh, okay. Um, and they're strangely enough searching for an author. Oh, okay. Six characters, rather. But I mean, is was that the two people would play them all, or would you have six? No, people? I think you have six actors. Oh, okay. So it's odd that you just characters. have the two. I guess. Well, I think that the idea is that they are rehearsing bits of it. Okay. Um. That they never actually get to. Yeah. They read yeah. it once, I think. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think the irony, of course, is the, you know, the title rather mm -hmm. than the the gist of the play. Otherwise, you go with Godot, don't you? <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. Many, how many solid two-handers are there? I mean, there's Waiting for Godot. I mean, there are loads, obviously, right. but that's always a good standby that everybody recognizes. and. Mm -hmm. You know, well, because I, I think the uh, part of the in the show, Simon is approached about why I don't know if it was his sister or if he, who he's talking to. It's not one of the you know the, the David or Michael or otherwise, but like he's like that was the only play I'd heard of. That's why I chose it. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say of this piece? That's the only one I knew. Uh, you know, <laughs> bless. Yeah. So um, I don't know how to attack this really, but so however you want to do it. So I don't know. Let's let's go with. Uh, the tenets. What do you think of David and Georgia and their slightly invisible children? <laughs> their slightly invisible children. Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, it, again, I love the idea of playing yourself adjacent. Right. Um, it, it's such an interesting premise. And then to also bring in the partners doubles that. And mm -hmm. so... Um, it's just such a fun concept that I just really love. And, uh, yeah, I think they do a great job with it. I mean, as far as the writing, it does make me wonder how they do the characterizations. Cause, uh, I mean, Georgia is terrific, but she's not tropey, but I suppose tropey. The, the long, the long suffering wife is her yes. character mode for this. Yes. This portion of whether, the whether it's real or not. Exactly. And, you know, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've both been stuck in a house for right. a really long time. Home Homeschooling and or attempting to. Yes. And all of the children. Yeah, all their many children. Yes. Um, and so, yeah. What do you think of the character David Tennant I, as he's a slightly neurotic? Uh, yes. Yeah. You do get that sort of skinny energy. Mm -hmm. the, the neuroses and the. I forget the things he's been doing of reading out loud or sorting things or I don't know whatever I forget what it is that he's done that his George is annoyed at but that he does to quiet himself he's screaming in the backyard and oh yeah the neighbors are oh complaining. gosh yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah he talked about doing something in his head 
Oh yeah, count. I forget. Some sort of counting in his head. Yeah, yeah. Mass or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of fun. Yes. a lot of fun. Well, what do you think? Because uh, I, I, I keep trying to think of how much Michael Sheen I've seen. I remember him, of course. We we watched Frost Nixon. Yes, um, at least the movie, which he was. Poor. Yeah, um, stunning in. Was it the Queen? I'm trying to the one where he played Tony Blair. I don't know if you saw that movie. Well, I don't it's know. the one dealing with the when when Princess Diana died and he's sort of having to coax the Queen oh, to right. the public. Which uh, you know when I first watched it, and again because you know don't pay attention to necessarily what happened in the UK, especially during that time, because um, I was quite young, um, not that young, but younger. Um, was that it's actually the way the and this may have been real life. I mean, Blair is very uh, pro monarchy i mean the way michael sheen plays the character the way it's written and so it's not like you know the oh i mean the sort of the the paintbrush is that oh you know the queen retreated during diana's death and didn't say anything and the public turned against her and then eventually she came back and all was forgiven um but you know blair sort of kind of hand holding as as michael sheen plays her the the queen um i'm blanking on who played her but it's obviously one of the ones you would think that played her yeah i was just um i was i was thinking helen mirren yeah i don't quote me but yes yes. i think so but anyway that's that's so and i know that's his his um is playing historical or real life characters Mm. um for the most part i mean i don't know his whole I, I saw him on most recently other than good omens mm-hmm. in um the good fight okay so yeah the spinoff from the good wife mm-hmm. so a little bit of soap opera there mm-hmm. and he was uh yeah a very uh hedonistic lawyer in the I had some british actors in that because the um... oh yeah yeah, I'm uh, whose name completely it was, escapes it was on me. David Tennant does a podcast. Yeah, but anyway, okay. Well, okay. Well, what do you think of Michael and Anna? Yeah, I really like or Anna. If I'm sorry, um, Anna. and it lends itself. You know, Michael has um, quarantine hair. Yes, um, that's just the way he looks sort now, of, yeah. and sort of lends itself to the sort of manic mm-hmm. energy that Howard he's Hughes-esque. got going on. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And the two of them, even when they're not in the same room, because, of course, they never are in this, uh-huh. are just so much fun. Because I think the, the stereotype when building this would be like, oh, they're frenemies. Or they, but they're not. I mean, I, and I think going into that, that's what I thought. They would just be like sniping at each other. And while they do, it's more of a friendship. I mean, that's the foundation. Mm. And so they're sort of suffering together. You know, they're not necessarily against each other. There is a sniping that happens. It's not always at each other. It's at each other adjacent. Yeah. Well, the the the, uh, apparently the word we're going to use all the time until conflicts happen. But like the sniping they do is very uh, improv. Like the sniping is yes anding. Like it's Mm. but they play along with each other. And so like you know what if oh well. And well, what about this? And well, I do this. And well, well, you also do that, you know. And they just sort of trade the back and forth, where they're not necessarily being mean at each other; they're just playing with each other as friends yeah. would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And then, uh, what did you think of? <laughs> no judgment, Michael's wife. I mean, she does very good. Well, partner? Are yeah. they married? Oh, I don't know. I don't think. That, I mean, they might be. I mean, but... shield. I mean, anyway. Um, but anyway. <laughs> All right, don't be judgy. <laughs> don't be judgy. Oh, they had a child, new child yes. in this one. Yep, they mm-hmm. have a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think 
she's not on there quite as much. Right. But yeah, she, of the four. Yeah. Of the four. But she gets a little bit of a heavier role in terms of like the neighbor. Oh, yes. And Storyline. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's, and, and that's one of the things that I think's delightful about this um, is that you do have this improv feel. Mm-hmm. Of just hanging out on the computers, but there are also storylines happening um, that feel like they came from the improv. Um, because Michael Sheen is putting his wine bottles in the neighbor's... <laughs> yes. Recycling. Re- recycling, yeah. because he doesn't want the recycling people to think he's a lush. Right. Um, and... He gets caught. And he gets caught, yes, and then and so he's sniping about his neighbor, and all of that feels like improv, right? Um, and then the storyline of you know people haven't been able to get in touch with the neighbor, and then the ambulance is there, and and so it it then goes into kind of a side story that I think is just really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, it, it does make me wonder. I. I would think, and I don't know, I would think it's probably more written than we think it is, because um, that's the sign probably of good acting, that it looks improvised. But oh, it's yeah. Not no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, speaking of uh, two-handers, right. this is not at all dissimilar to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Okay. I've seen only the movie, and I only vaguely recall it. I remember not liking it at the time, but well, the, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you got to go back. It's Tom Stoppard. You always uh-huh. want to see Tom Stoppard. <laughs> um, but the idea being... You know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are these two characters who have this whole play whilst Hamlet's going on in the background, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's sometimes a little bit what this feels like. You know, you've got these two guys sitting in a room or two rooms talking on the computer while the world goes around and the neighbor falls ill and, and things like that, that all of that stuff is happening in the background. Um, and then bringing it a little bit to Simon and Lucy, mm-hmm. um, I think an interesting part, and I, I don't know whether, I mean, I like it, but uh, some people might not, is that you have the, the uh, Lucy storyline, such as it is, that apparently, I guess, she has a boyfriend in Italy. I can't remember which country. Or France. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those two. And, and it's sort of implied that they had some falling out or that she left. Because uh, Simon thought the house was empty because she was with her boyfriend in wherever Because Simon is staying at her house in the country. Right. He's left London to yeah. stay in her house because he thought it would be empty. And also, I think it might be broken. Maybe. Anyway. Um, and so, but she comes, and so, but the whole relationship, we don't actually get any details. I mean, it's sort of just thrown every now and then, like, oh, are you going back? Or she's on the phone with him. Or, you know, and so there's not really any. And not in a bad way. There's not really depth to that story. I mean, like, we don't get the details, but I think that's very background. But it's just enough to just you just throw a little bit out there, just to yeah. And again, feeling like we, there's so much action around them mm-hmm. that we haven't seen or that we don't get to see, and that's part of the story. That mm-hmm. you know, that lack of information on our parts is part of what they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what do you think of uh, the Simon, the director, the long-suffering director, who's actors <laughs> well performing? Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I think it's very funny. Uh, he's very funny with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
he certainly holds his own, but is also very prepared to step back and let them shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he plays the, the single straight man to their uh-huh. to wackiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a part there where he was just reading the whole play with them. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, Going, yeah, a yes. lot of fun. Yeah. Well, what do you think of sort of, I mean, this, uh, you know, as we go back to normal, as they say, quote unquote, um, because I think a challenge, I mean, this is obvious, and I'm stating the obvious, was that, you know, when there was the quarantine, um, um, hopefully that's the only one there is, um, the challenge of doing theater or drama or television in this case, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, very similar, I suppose, Um, you know, going to the Zoom drama and whether that's real or you know temporary or how it works or doesn't work i mean because i uh we didn't we didn't see any zoom productions because i did nothing we saw a comedy show we did that's true that's true you're right um but we didn't actually see like you know a zoom play or something yeah and they were out there um but just nothing yeah i mean to be perfectly honest in this quarantine i haven't wanted to see I, for me, I haven't wanted to see stuff that reminds me of what I'm sitting in the middle of. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we did watch Ratatouille. Well, that's true. You're right. And that was that was a unique to do. Yeah, Ratatouille the musical. Let's see. You have to, yeah. Yeah. Because Ratatouille is um, an actual movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the TikTok um, musical. That, all of that said, the fact yeah. that I didn't want to watch Zoom plays because I didn't want to be stuck in that Mm -hmm. um i think that something like this like the ratatouille musical the the quarantine has given us the opportunity to try new things Mm -hmm. whether or not they stay or you know or go once this is done um there's been a lot of experimentation Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of fun um you know, the the whole uh, that circulated at the beginning and I think was finally squashed to death, kicking and screaming um, thing of, you know, well, Shakespeare wrote <laughs> King Lear during the plague quarantines. <laughs> and, you know, I think enough creatives uh, gave that two fingers right away. Um, but that, that there is a certain creativity that is born and it doesn't have to be born and it's not born by everybody and that's okay too. But what interesting things can you do with it? And they've come up with something really interesting. You know, Taylor Swift wrote three albums while in the quarantine. Right. <laughs> you, sir, are no Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, interesting things came out of that as well. You know, she pared it right down and, and maybe got to do some things that she's wanted to do for a while and didn't have the opportunity. You know, everybody is, is handling this in their own way. And if interesting things come out of it, like staged, like Taylor Swift albums, if, if that's what you're into, as opposed to staged or in conjunction with, um, then it's it's fun to see that happening, and I liked how they. I mean, obviously you would want to do it, or else you you go crazy. But they 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 do these sort of 
two boxes, you know, with, with uh, David and Michael usually, um, but not always. Um, but then they go to sort of the, the scenes. So you're like, you know, they're in the tenant garden, you know, with David and uh, Georgia or something like that. And so they sort of, you know, you're not always stuck in the box. Boxes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. There are bits of, of places where it does come out. Like Simon and Lucy work. in the house, yeah. usually. Um, and I'd be interested to know how they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they set up cameras and i mean surely they don't have a cameraman right but then of course you know watching the bo burnham right. comedy Inside. special uh, presumably he did all his camera work mm-hmm. as well and so it's clearly doable yeah um and you can do interesting things with it and what fun and and that's not necessarily going to become the norm but isn't it an interesting way to do things anyway mm-hmm. now we had some i don't know guest stars a special way to say it but anyway um, some guest stars, uh, <laughs> a couple of minor characters yeah, show exactly, up here and there. Exactly. I, and I, I, we had a friend who warned us, well, you know, that, we, that this first character was going to come, not by name, but, um, he's like, you know, you'll want to see who the first choice was. <laughs> and that of course was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so we get our, our, our one American representing. Represent. Yes, yes. Um, Who was such a ridiculous choice to play a character that then Michael Sheen allegedly is coming in to play. They're just such very different actors. Um, And one thing, and I don't don't know if this is purposeful, though probably. I mean, also, who can you get, I suppose? Who do you know? Who's on the Rolodex that will answer? mm. But... I don't, I don't know who who among those knows Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, we did play a little bit of of uh, six degrees of separation, yeah. trying to figure out how people were. Well, maybe they said during it, but I can't remember. Um, but anyway, it's I I think he introduces it's it's kind of like when we talk about the West Wing sometimes in the Sorkin esque language that sometimes Hill or John Wells will bring in a character who doesn't necessarily speak that language that kind of. Um, but can still play in it. And I think Samuel Jackson kind of disrupts the language, whether it's just British, but even just, they're all kind of talking the same way mm. or, you know, this on the same page, but then you have this disruptive, loud cussing American and yelling and, you know, that sort of disrupts the players. And so I think that adds that special spice to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, still can't figure out, Oh yeah, who knows? I, I, who knows? I, and I feel like they, they may have Samuel said it during it because, like, I, maybe he said I worked with blah blah, and I I couldn't catch it, so but I forget. Yeah, so. maybe we'll have to go back and watch it. Um, and why hasn't he been on the podcast? <laughs> I know that's right. It's a good question. Maybe it's coming. That's maybe right. it's coming. We get Adrian Lester of Stage. Yes. I really we we are we are subscribed to National Theater at Home. I think it's what it's called. Yep. Or live, yep. or whatever it's called. I want to see his Othello. Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's quite a uh, establishing himself pretty solidly right now in the British stage and screen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he was an interesting character to come into it. Yeah, he was brought in to help Michael and David concentrate on the play at hand. Yes, and then he sort of got yeah, which was a weird because that was one that. Felt more character rather than actor. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know enough about Adrian Lester. I don't think he's done. I don't know if he's done American stuff. Has he done? 
I, I recognize him, but I can't tell. I don't know even from Doctor Who for all I know, but I can't remember what I know. Yeah, from. so maybe he has, uh-huh. but uh, definitely more known on the British stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe British people can tell us why Adrian Lester is the the hippy dippy patchouli boy in this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the dream about it. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic though. It's wonderful. And then, of course, we get the uh, the on the finale of series one. We get one more guest star when Michael and David are no longer uh, wanting to do it and fighting and fighting the director and themselves. We bring in we bring in the big lady. <laughs> we bring in Dame Judy Dench. Yes, who tells them all to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. They said yes to it, and so you suck go. it up, do the part. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, and and of course, you know, she almost rivals Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> uh, for the uh, casual vitriol uh-huh. uh, that she is just dishing out. Suck it up, John. <laughs> oh, she's delightful. Yes, yes. Pull the Judy card. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, we will, I'm sure, watch series two. Any Final thoughts or thoughts? I mean, it was very award-winning, um, you know, I, I staged, you know, something that definitely caught the, the British television public. Yep, uh, and they did a little bit for Red of, Nose Day. Yeah, one of the charities. One yeah. of the charity days, yeah. Um, so that was very cool where they were wearing Shakespeare costumes or something. Yes. Yeah. Because we watched that First. before we watched staged, mm. so now I'd almost like to go back and... We had access to YouTube more than we had Hulu at that time. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, can't wait. Very excited. I assume that now that we've recorded, we can go watch season two, right? Exactly. Okay. Now cool. it's locked in. Okay. Excellent. Right. Well, with that, let's go into the TARDIS library. When you close your eyes, I go to the library. Go to the library now. Now we'll go even more adjacent, adjacent. Yep. Um, with Doctor Who, um, with our TARDIS library segment. We're not even going to be talking about someone who was even in Doctor Who. Ever. That's right. But he was at the Doctor Who set a few times in the 70s. And that's going to be Sean Pertwee. Yes. Son, of course, of the third Doctor himself, Sean Pertwee. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about Sean once before here. Yeah. What with Gotham. Was, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. I'd forgotten about that. But we're revisiting uh, Mr. Pertwee um, with another role that he played. He played it more than once, but we just saw one depiction of it. Maybe we'll watch some more if you feel in the mood. And that is from the American show. Ish. (laughs) Elementary. Yes. um, Airing on CBS here in America. Um, But we're going to be talking about the uh, the episode Step 9, which premiered 26 September 2013. And I believe it was the Series 2 opener. And... um, This is the one where it's very brief. You want to read the one-sentence synopsis? Yes, please. Holmes and Watson travel to London to help track down an old mentor and investigate an unsolved mystery. I've I've never seen Elementary. This is my first time watching it. Oh, was it? it? I have watched bits and pieces. I haven't watched... It was never something I watched in series, Mm -hmm. but I've seen some episodes. So for folks who haven't seen it, you know, Elementary, if you may tell by the title, is basically the... American Sherlock Holmes. Modern day. Yes. Although... Uh, well, so it's Sherlock, but... Uh, yes, but it's 
it is set in America, but right. Sherlock Holmes is not American. Correct. No. You know, he's not American. No, I know that. Sorry, you're throwing me off there. Um, yes, yes. Um, so it's not an American Sherlock Holmes. Right. Well, it's in an that American sense. show. Yes. yes, it is an American show. Sherlock Holmes is not American. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, we've seen Sherlock, you know, the BBC version, of course. So mm-hmm. I, I'd always assume, you know, that was sort of the whatever. And then, like, CBS is going to be a procedural. Ugh, that's all I do over there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I haven't seen the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. I saw the first one. That's nothing that I would write yeah. home about. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that impression. But uh, mm-hmm. and John C. Riley is that right? As oh, Watson. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's um, no, that's a different one. Oh, there's a oh. Okay. You're thinking of Will Ferrell. Oh, okay. So who's Watson? Um, Jude Law. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So that was very, also had a lot of fanfic involved by the way they played it, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so Sean Pertwee, if you know anything about Sherlock Holmes, plays one of the more um, pre- prevalent characters in the literature, um, Lestrade. Um, I don't know if his name's Gareth in actually the books. But anyway, Gareth Lestrade is who he plays, sort of one of the Scotland Yard detectives, head detectives, mm-hmm. that Sherlock Holmes often has to uh, work with. And so in this version elementary um holmes has i guess dealt with him when he lived in the uk they were very close yes uh worked together a lot sherlock solved the cases and lestrade got the credit yes and that was apparently something that uh well i suppose they both enjoy um you know holmes always investigating but this is uh step nine i guess refers to the uh steps of recovery because in this version of of Sherlock Holmes, um, and again, this is my first time watching the series, so you may know better than me, but uh, the, the series begins, I guess, with Holmes in recovery, and Watson is a nurse, is that correct? Not really. Sort of a, I, th- I think, again, I haven't watched a whole a lot of it, but I think sort of specialist care. slash sponsor uh-huh kind of thing mm-hmm. so lucy lou uh we haven't said portrays watson and johnny lee miller plays holmes um and so yeah what, but you know concentrating on sean pertwee he very interesting role because in this sort of version here he's uh gone down as it were because uh he couldn't prove a case that he thought was there you know he thought he knew the killer and ended up a little um am i making this up like drunk and you know Losing himself a little bit. And yeah, because he shows up at that yeah. the funeral. And Shooting guns. And, yes, yeah. with a gun. And yeah, it's yeah, it all goes a mm. little sideways. But yeah. I thought it was interesting because for some reason, I don't know where I get it from. And maybe it's Gotham. But I always pictured because Sean, uh, he plays it up a little bit sometimes. But he has this sort of, where well, I don't know where he's from. Um, but he can sort of play this the rough voice mm-hmm. he, he, he could get gravelly which i don't know i think is how he actually talks but he can kind of play it up and that sort of bruiser and yeah i can take care of myself yeah. and well and also he did that in the um oh crap what was the law and order mm-hmm. well like i said he's a little softer in that too because i thought a little softer but yeah. still kind of the mm-hmm. the sideways guy right and so and this one i you know he, he's playing the scotland yard detective you know and have Two ways about it, I suppose. But it was just interesting to see that he's, I mean, vulnerable, if that's the right word. Um, but character. Um, yeah. You know, like, he doesn't look like he could take care of himself, probably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but again, I mean, that's a skill that his dad had as well, mm-hmm. of this this chameleon being able to slip into mm-hmm. characters, variety of characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting because I'm sure there's he's played many parts. I just don't know enough that he's played. But I mean, you know, he he's certainly maybe it's sort of like. I don't know, jobbing actor, for lack of a better word. You know, like, yeah. in America, you'd be, like, the Law and Order guest star, and you'd be the guest star in Elementary, and you'd be the guest, you know. And, uh, so. Yeah, and I think uh, and I think we've talked about this before, that jobbing actor um, is in television, more of a thing mm-hmm. in Britain. Um, I don't know if he, what his theater chops, if any, are. Yeah, I, I mean, I assume he has them, again... British actors tend to have more theater chops. Not always, mm-hmm. um, but tend to have the theater chops to but go I just along with it. Know him more from television, especially American television, but not necessarily all. Yeah, um, I mean, because like for instance, this was filmed obviously in the UK, so I don't know if you know that's a count as a UK casting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't you know, know. Versus you know being flown out to work on Gotham for I don't know how many seasons he worked, two or three. Or I forget how long that series went. But anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would like to watch a little more. Yeah. I yes. find Johnny Lee Miller very watchable. Mm-hmm. And I'm not 100% sure why. Like, I can't necessarily deconstruct. What else have you, other than Frankenstein that we saw, what else have you seen him in? Um, I don't know that I've seen okay. him in anything. But I've, like I said, you know, I've seen him in a few episodes of this. And it's mm-hmm. never been something that, it's never been enough to make me go, ooh, I want to keep watching this and binge it or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I do find him very watchable. How did you, I didn't look at, well, his name's right there. Um, we also get this series introduces for this elementary, um, Mycroft Holmes. Yes. Um, played by, I, Re, it's a Reese, Welsh name, I'll Reese, say it wrong. I think it's Reese Evans. Okay, sure. Or something akin to that, so I apologize in advance. And did you say you had recognized him? From- yes, he was in uh, Notting Hill. Okay. Um, yeah, plays the crazy um, roommate of uh, Hugh Hugh Grant. Is uh-huh. that right? Yes, he was a not. I mean, I know he was a naughty. Yeah, I mean, like is running around in his underpants, and you know, and Julia Roberts is there, and there's him in his underpants, you know, that sort of thing. Um, what else you got on your list? Um, I mean, stuff that I would I would know, but I just don't remember him. Like, apparently he was in one of the Harry Potter films. Um, I'm going really fast here, sorry. Um, he was in The Amazing Spider-Man. I never saw those Spider-Mans, so. No, um, uh-uh. I'm going really fast here on the bottom there. Um, and nothing is definitely throwing out here. We won't just stand here looking here. But anyway, the replacements. That, there it is, Notting Hill. Just played Spike. Yes. Okay. And then, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, look at there. He was in Dancing at Lunasa. Mm-hmm. I was in Dancing. We were not in it together. <laughs> um, so, but that was sort of an interesting, you know, or gave something for Lucy to do, of course, um, to deal with, with that character. And, and a nice, interesting um, introduction. Yeah, and it seemed very close to the books. Because, I mean, Sherlock is closest to the books. And, and mm. Elementary, I suppose, doing the same thing, just obviously with a different flavor. Um I mean, more of a American 40, 45, I'm trying to help, 45 minute versus Sherlock, which can 
it goes however long they want to go every yeah, episode. Yeah. Well, and you know, to be fair, mm-hmm. Arthur Conan Doyle was writing a serial. Yeah. yeah like yeah. A, a, um, yes. a procedural. Yes. That's what I was saying. You know, a crime procedural. Uh, so elementary in that sense follows that quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, we, we, we too often look at what we consider classical literature like Arthur Conan Doyle Charles Dickens, and forget that Charles Dickens was writing for the newspaper mm-hmm. when he wrote A Christmas Carol. Um, you know, Shakespeare was essentially writing soap operas that he had to pound out once a week or something like that. You know, it's great literature, but that does not detract from... At the time, how it was. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It's contemporary presentation. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, that's all I have to that. I will step down off my uh, soapbox now. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, that's all we wanted to cover there. Short um, stuff we're trying to uh, recapture uh, with Doctor Who. We were, um, I don't even know how far we are. We'll say midway through our second series of The Fourth Doctor. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking more about that once we finish. And if anybody has any suggestions of Doctor Who adjacent stuff we must, must watch, let us know. Because mm-hmm. we're always looking. That's true. What did we see a Matt Smith in a trailer for? Something. Something. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. We didn't even talk about the zombie movie he was in. Did we talk about the zombie I think we did. movie? We did. Okay. Yeah. Him and his ex-girlfriend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's she with now? All right. Anyway, Lily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. James. Yes. Wasn't Lily someone James. like Ben? No, it wasn't that. But it was it Matt Damon. Were you? No, it wasn't it was Matt American, Damon. Wasn't yeah. It? I mean, she had a date with Chris Evans. Oh, maybe that's what you were telling me about. Um, but then I've just recently seen her linked with somebody else, and it's not the mm-hmm. Dominic West scandal, but who I can't remember who I saw. Okay. Linked with her, but never yeah, mind. That's right. Well, that's as adjacent as you can get. This is this is all the gossip I got today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, until next time, continue to enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television.